Chapter 38 From the Dark to Cemetery Girl Date Wednesday, October 9th, 7.22am Subject, Talking I don't know if I can do the, keep doing this. You don't know anything about me. You don't know the real me. You only know what I've shared, but that's not the whole story. It's only a snapshot, just like your photographs. You've made a judgment of me based on the little you've seen, and I think it's all wrong. I'm not a good person, Cemetery Girl. I'm not good at cultivating things, only destroying them. You don't need me. You deserve better. I quickly close the email and go to the chat list. No green dot. His name has disappeared entirely. What? I quickly type an email to him and send it. The immediate response isn't what I'm expecting. This user does not have a free mail account. Please try again. What? My chest is collapsing. He can't do this. He can't do this. And I have no way to find him. Like an idiot, I try to send him an email again. Like an idiot, I expect a different response. This user does not have a free mail account. Please try again. Juliet, are you okay? Mr. Girardi peers down at me. Mum's canvas bag with our film camera is lying in a pile beside me, but I'm staring at my phone, trying to remember how to make my heart beat. Yeah, I cough. Yes, I'm, I choke and swallow and force my words to work. I don't know what I am. Keys jingle in his hands and he reaches to unlock his door. Do you want to come in? Are you here to work on the yearbook photos? No, I, no. I need to get it together. I shove the phone into my pocket. I wanted to see if I could use the dark room. He looks at the clock and grimaces. I have a student coming to make up an exam in 10 minutes. I know how to do it. I know, he sighs, but I'm not allowed to leave students alone with the chemicals. He glances at the shoulder bag. Do you want to leave it with me? To it with me? I could run it through the developer and you can come back later to make the prints. I take a step back as if you were about to grab the bag from me. No, I need to do it. Okay. He hesitates and his expression softens. Is that your mother's camera? Yes. Do you want to leave her bag here? I could lock it up with my equipment. I clutch it to my body. I've had it with me all morning and it's like I can't get enough of the smell of the canvas and then a hand lotion inside. It's like holding a piece of my mother. I shake my head. No, my voice is husky. Thanks. At lunch, maybe? He winces. Faculty meeting. I'm free after the final bell. Do you want to do it then? All day. I have to wait all day. I wasn't prepared for this. My subconscious whispers that I've waited four months. Another six hours shouldn't make a difference. My head bobs up and down. But come in for a minute. Mr. Raji flicks the lights. I ran a few prints of the shot we want to use for the wrap. I wanted to show you. The print is on glossy, legal-sized paper. He's cropped the original photograph for height so it would wrap around a yearbook well. But I, from what I can tell, he hasn't done any other editing. I know you might want to do some touch-ups, enhance the sky a bit, he says, but honestly, I don't think it needs much. I just need a mock-up so we can get the approval from the vice principal. I stare down at the photograph. He's right. It doesn't need much. The sky is a vivid blue with sparse clouds. Sunlight beams in from the left. Declan and Rev are visible with enough detail to see the expressions on their faces, though their clothes are turned dark by the light behind them. On the opposite side, the cheerleaders are a bright contrast in red and white, hair and skirts flaring 
dramatically. It's a great shot. I want to feel pride, but compared with the horrifying shots Rowan, Brandon and I were scanning through last night, this photograph is worthless. Mr. Girardi's eyes search my face. What's wrong? Nothing. I hand it back to him. You can keep that. I made a few. Oh. Okay. I don't know if I want to, but I roll it into a tube and put it into the side pocket of my backpack. I'm off... I'm so off balance today, waiting to see what happens when the world stops spinning so wildly. A hand knocks on the door frame, and a girl I don't know is standing there. She must be the other student he's expecting. I duck out of the room. As soon as I'm down the hallway a bit, I fish the phone out of my pocket again. The dark's name is still missing, and another email comes back unread. Why would he do this? What happened? What changed? I go back and read through our stored chats. I read them a second time. I realise he never directly answered my question. I need to find Declan Murphy. We don't have any classes together, so I don't find him until lunch. He's sitting at the back of the cafeteria at the exact same table where I found him yesterday, and Rev has a near-identical spread of plastic containers. After yesterday, Brazen Juliet is gone, and I hover by their table like a nervous groupie. Rev glances my way first. Today's searcher is a very dark rust colour, and the hood is larger, shadowing his face. Hey, he says. Declan barely spares me a glance. He stabs his fork into a piece of cucumber. Want to scream at me some more? I swallow. I didn't expect this kind of reaction. I don't know why not. He's right. I did go postal yesterday. For some reason, I thought he I'd walk up and he'd say, Oh, hey, you figured me out. Sorry I deleted my secret email account. Instead, he bites the cucumber off the fork and glares at me. So far, we've covered drunk and murderer. Any other accusations you want to throw my way? Rev glances across at him, but he doesn't say anything. I can't tell if they're still fighting, or if the atmosphere is only tense because I've showed up. The strap of my mother's bag is thick and damp under my sweating fingers. I didn't call you a murderer. Close enough. This isn't going... Anything like what I expected. Could you please stop being a jerk, such a jerk, and talk to me? Why? He stands up from the table and approaches me. What do you want to talk about, Juliet? He looks so predatory. The moments of vulnerability I glimpsed in the past are locked down, nowhere to be found. This is a Declan Murphy everyone sees. What do you want? He says. I want to know if you're the dark. But I can't say it. I don't know what to know, not right, I don't want to know, not right now. I can't bear myself in front of this Declan, especially if I'm wrong. I'm sorry, I say softly. He le- he leans in, his expression incredulous. What? I said, I'm sorry, I study him. His eyes are dark, like he didn't sleep much last night, and his skin is rough with stubble. He never bothered to find a razor this morning. A small part of me wants to touch him, put a hand against his cheek and feel his warmth or share my own. I shift closer. I'm sorry for what I said. His walls don't crack. What do you want from me? What? I said, what do you want from me? Your car runs, you don't need me. What are you even doing here? Slumming it with the rejects? That's not what I'm doing. I think it's exactly what you're doing. Deck. Rev's quiet voice speaks from behind them. Don't take it out on her. Declan stares down at me, his breathing a little quick. I stare back at him, despite all the anger, the aggression, electricity sparks between us. 
Once again, I wish so badly for him to be the dark, but at the same time, the thought terrifies me. My hand almost aches to touch his, as if skin against skin will somehow solve the mystery. Here, I say quietly, I brought you something. He blinks. That throws him. I pull the rolled photograph out of my backpack and hold it out. He unrolls it and blue sky on paper stretches between us. Declan is very still, his eyes on the photograph. After a minute, he lets go and fouls it back into, fouls back into my hand. If Red wants it there, it's fine. Do you want it there? I'm done with the lunch. He grabs his backpack and walks away. I follow him. Please, stop. Please talk to me. I need... My voice breaks. Tears fill my eyes and I'm not ready for all this emotion. I need you. But I can't say that. I'm not even entirely sure it's him I need or it's someone else. He's not completely heartless. He stops, turns, looks at me. For the first time today, his eyes are heavy with feeling. I remember the same expression on his face when he held the weighted punching bag. You're exactly as strong, strong as I thought you were. I would give any for, anything for him to touch me right now. He doesn't. I'm sorry too, he whispers. Then he turns around and walks out of the cafeteria, leaving me alone in the middle of a swarm of students.